Hey, everybody, it's Bill Carter. I'm coming to you solo today. Our friend Robin is taking some much-deserved time off, but I wanted to make sure that I connect with you and talk a little bit about the latest that's going on within cybersecurity. And I think today I'm going to take a little bit of a focus uh, that, that initially is going to sound like it's U.S.-centric, but I think it's something that we all need to talk about, something we all need to consider from a, a cybersecurity standpoint worldwide. What I wanted to talk a little bit about today is House Resolution 2670. So uh, HR 2670, this is a kind of a nomenclature system here in the United States for, uh, you know, for governmental documents coming out of our House of Representatives here in the U.S. But HR 2670 is the National Defense Authorization Act. Now, what this act does, and, and this particular act is literally sitting on the uh, president's desk, uh, the president of the United States for, for final signature. It's already passed all of its votes. Uh, but this is the National Defense Authorization Act that authorizes uh, both appropriations as well as policies for multiple programs. Uh, think Department of Defense programs, um, military construction uh, national security programs for the Department of Energy. Uh, it even covers information around the Defense Nuclear Safety Board, as well as the Naval Petroleum Reserve. So this is a pretty significant act that is looking to uh, authorize appropriations and policies, not necessarily spending. But the, the reason I want to talk about this today is there is a section in it that discusses the need for security in UAS. UAS. Now, what actually is UAS? UAS actually stands for Unmanned Aircraft Systems. Now, when we talk about unmanned aircraft systems, we might be thinking something very specifically military, but this actually comes into the civilian world with what we often refer to as drones. Now, this has become such a, a massive hobby. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's produced some amazing content. I know that drones are often used for uh, photography uh, to, to good effect, but even used in some business applications, things like real estate, uh, surveying properties, uh, things to this effect. But very interestingly, it talks again in this House resolution around the need for security in UAS and, and actually setting forth some policies. Where I think this gets more interesting is that on 17th of January this year, uh, both the CISA and FBI, and for those who, who may not be familiar in cybersecurity, of course, they probably know what the FBI is, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, but CISA is the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency here in the U.S., on January 17th, they released a joint publication. And in this joint publication, they issued a warning about the potential risks to critical infrastructure that are posed by those drones, those UASs that are manufactured, listen, listen close to this, manufactured by organizations that are headquartered in the People's Republic of China. Now, you know, from a U.S. perspective, uh, and, and again, it, it's the U.S. perspective, um, the People's Republic of China poses what 
CISA considers to be a significant uh, persistent threat to cybersecurity. Uh, not only in the United States, but but potentially throughout the world. Again, uh, I'm I'm only kind of sharing what the opinion is of of CISA. But here's their concern: probably one of the largest manufacturers of uh, drone technology that's available for uh, you know civilian purposes. Uh, that that company is actually headquartered in China. Now. The guidance issued uh, indicates that the concern is that there are legal measures that are held by the People's Republic of China that would allow the government to request private information from those companies that are headquartered in the PRC. So, uh, you know, when this guidance actually came out, this this manufacturer actually released their sort of response to it saying, you know, that they they put a number of security measures in place and they outlined those to ensure that data that is uh, collected by their drones is maintained in privacy. And this is the thing to keep in mind. And if, if you're a drone hobbyist, you do need to think in these terms. Drones are essentially information and communication technology devices, right? By their very nature, uh, whether they are specifically recording that payload or they are carrying devices that record that payload, the bottom line is there's information that that is being uh, generated and stored by these devices, uh, and and those devices are obviously communication devices, uh, even as simply as uh, you know the communications over the radio that allow them to be controlled via remote control. So so they really are they're information and communication technology devices. So the concern is that though that information may be protected by certain technological privacy measures the the manufacturers of these devices could be compelled by law to release that information. And the concerns that are brought about by CISA and the FBI is that that feeds into what they refer to as a military-civil fusion strategy. All right, let's unpack that a little bit, right? So it is that, that fusion of data that may be collected by the average individual uh, that could be applied toward military usage. So uh, we we certainly understand some of the concerns uh, from a civil perspective that uh, that private citizens may have or that businesses may have uh, or or certain agencies may have about drones being in that airspace. And recording things. So it, it, it could be cameras that are recording. So a, a, a drone can often carry uh, a camera that is necessarily collecting visual information that, you know, satellite technology uh, may or may not be able to record just because of the, you know, the, the, the scope, although that's something that could be debated very heavily too. But collecting that information is, uh, you know, is potentially a concern. And, and that's why CISA and the FBI issued that memo. 
you know, when I when I actually think of it from the perspective of cybersecurity, we know that that drones can potentially be uh, uh, a tool. Uh, it could be a TTP, right? That is used for uh, some of those activities that threat actors may want to carry out. You know, think in terms of you know when we think about drones carrying cameras, why can't a drone carry? Uh, say a Raspberry Pi, and that Raspberry Pi be flown close enough into a business or an organization where it can begin to maybe scan the network to look for vulnerabilities. And this is a big one because organizations, when they, you know, particularly brick and mortar organizations, right, that 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 build, you know, whether it's a, a warehouse or it's manufacturing or or it's their corporate office, a lot of times, not enough due diligence is put into their Wi-Fi footprint. So uh, very often we know that you can get within proximity of, uh, of a building per se and begin to look at its network and, and, and begin to potentially start that initial access activity uh, into that Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi is just radio signals and a drone could certainly get within a radio signal if it is not well controlled. So, we do need to necessarily be concerned about, you know, drones, whether it's in our, our homes or within our businesses, simply because they can carry uh, devices that are able to begin to uh, to try to get that access. So uh, I think it's very, very important from the perspective of of securing your organization. If you are if you're not able to control those radio waves in an optimal manner. Uh, and, and we can certainly get into other things that drones can do, but particularly when you're looking at your network edge, we need to be able to control that. Uh, if, if not just by limiting the radio signals, we have to have an edge that is able to identify that we have devices that are doing things that, that they simply should not be doing. They're unrecognized devices that are becoming a part of it. So really having that robust security strategy around uh, identifying when you've got unauthorized devices that may be trying to access or join uh, the network uh, or, or looking at the behaviors on your edge and, and what's taking place. It, it, it could be, you know, probing that, that, uh, or, or vulnerability scanning. That's going to be crucial. So uh, it, it really makes sense to look at drones from a cybersecurity perspective, uh, you know, removing even the geopolitical aspects of it, look at drones from a cybersecurity perspective, both in your business life as well as in your personal life, and realize that there's an opportunity there to mitigate their use uh, in, in potentially opening up vectors uh, that threat actors can exploit. Well, I, I will go ahead and wrap up with that. I hope that uh, this has been something that's proven enlightening to you. Again, if you're interested in looking at some of the documentation, it's freely available online. The first one I referred to was uh, House Resolution 2670. A lot of times it's abbreviated HR 2670. You can see the information there. And then again, look for the CISA and FBI joint publication that was published on 17th of January. 2024. That's all for now. Great talking to you today. And as always, stay safe out there. <music>